This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you know we love to talk money. That's what we do here in Diversified Game, to show you how entrepreneurs started, sustained, and succeeded in business through that journey wherever they are at. And today I have Justin Harris, who he's going to explain, and the links will be in the description box, you guys. I am CoachJustin.com. Check out that website while you listen, or for those who watch, and we want more of you to watch. We love the listeners, but feel free free to watch but just get the game he's going to give it to us visit his website during after or you know maybe prior you need to get the game on his site to understand and follow but justin welcome to the show how you doing today brother doing well doing well another beautiful day Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, j- let's jump into what this, you know, new project is. We can go back to the past, but I want you to get out for the people in the, you know, the first couple of minutes. What's the new project and how can it benefit the masses? Yeah, the new project is to generate one million dollars in one year. So I think the big thing with this project is we can all push ourselves. We can all say, what can we do more of? But it's sometimes that fear. And I think for myself included, I wanted to put it out there and show how I'm going to push myself to try and generate a million dollars in one year by building a business, multiple businesses, and and help share that journey so people can replicate it. But they can also see my mistakes, right? Because already getting started on this journey, I've already made some mistakes where I'm like, oh, man, I got to document this and be honest with people. Uh, Sometimes we'll do things we shouldn't do uh, and you'll waste money. Um, So it's definitely one of those things that I want to drive people to believe in themselves and get over that fear to know that they can make money and they can make money to change not only themselves, but their family's lives. Now, I want you to even go into more detail because, you know, you being in L.A., born and raised, I'm thinking, wait, hold on. Is Justin trying to uh, follow Grant Cardone and get on whatever it takes and, you know, show us, is this the remix? Is this the pilot? So, you know, how does that journey look like? And, you know, is it something where people can invest in or are they just following your plan in, you know, hopes of making that one million? Yeah, no, and that's a very good point, you know, and I'm not going to go full Grant Cardone, you know, for for this, this is really following the journey so you can learn from the journey. And as I go along and make mistakes or as I come up with a great way of doing things, I'm documenting it, but then also sharing it. So if someone wants to build a sustainable business, because that's the goal is to build sustainable businesses or a business during this period of time, they can replicate it in a different industry, same industry, and use it as a platform to uh, launch themselves. So I think it's really more of, I want people to follow the journey, but learn from the journey and then use what I'm sharing so they can build it themselves, you know, because uh, I don't want to do the whole LA thing. I want I want this to be real. Man, and you know, like Kendrick said, uh, give me something real, give me some stretch marks. You know, nowadays, what is real? Um, especially when you're talking about here in South Florida or LA, I mean, everything is just so it's like Instagram land. And so, what type of business, how would you know, entrepreneurs be making this money? And can they be new entrepreneurs? Because there's so many things in entrepreneurship, but do you need seasoned people? No. And this is the great thing about it, because I do think one of the things that I'm trying to do myself is I'm starting this from day one, January 1st, I started and I'm like, okay, let's get this going. Let's figure out how do you validate an idea? How do you find an idea? Um, What can the idea be? And I'm looking at service based ideas of like starting a traditional business, uh, lawn mowing to um, plumbing, or is it an online business like e-commerce or drop shipping, or is it software? So I'm looking at, at the gamut of ideas. So the great thing is people can look and say, oh, wow, I can start any sort of idea to build an income and to build my future. So the great thing about it is I'm looking at all, all areas of ideas uh, as a platform for people to copy and mimic. Okay, so ideas, you're, you're open and you are then, you know, it's like the, the coach aspect. You are going to, you know, kind of coach, uh, possibly mentor the folks throughout whatever journey they choose. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And, th- and the way this is going, and it's been great also uh, at the early stages, is I've been sharing uh, that right now I'm validating ideas and researching ideas. I'm putting together templates that people can use to research an idea. Because first thing that somebody does is usually say, all right, let me buy this 
product or let me buy this and start a business. But sometimes it's important to just research. Is anyone going to buy that product? Right. Like, because a lot of times it's like, all right, well, I want to sell this T-shirt. Great. But how many other brands are doing that T-shirt? What makes your T-shirt unique? What makes your brand unique before you go dump money into it? So I'm really showing the process of researching first, seeing if the idea is viable, seeing the next steps to take. And then that way they can take the templates that I'm putting out there and do it themselves. So I'm hoping to save some people some money before they go spend it on the product to make sure they can sell it. Right. Because if you can't sell your product, I mean, the best products uh, sometimes don't even sell. Right. Whereas some products that aren't as good do because it's got branding, it's got marketing, it's got distribution, you know, so I'm trying to make sure to educate people the steps to take before they go spend on buying a product or starting a business, uh, which can be costly. And you, you know, you had mentioned, hey, lawn mowing and somebody would say, you can't make a million dollars off that. But let me just say, there are people who are doing it. Steve Harvey has talked about it. Um, There's also a recent interview with Daniel Pierce, who's been a guest on our show that many might remember. She was just in Black Enterprise for making a million dollars in, um, you know, for her property preservation and her teaching that. So you definitely can make a million dollars in lawn mowing. I don't want people to think, you know, oh, Justin is just mm-hmm. trying to sell us a dream because you know you know like the pastor who's talking to people and saying hey uh stop that foolishness and you know he is he's really you could do it now a lot of folks will say why you why should justin be my coach tell me you know especially us want to know how much money you got <laughs> so you know what type of car do you have where are you living in calabasas or you know hollywood which hollywood is a dump for those who don't know but <laughs> justin gets it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, give the people some of your, your background and resume. Yeah, no, and definitely. And one point on that, Kellen, too, and I, I love how you're just helping people with that because gardening is about 40 plus billion dollar industry. So that's a lot of money flowing through that, right? Like, mm. so you're giving people real education and real knowledge and help to support them. So thanks. Big shout out to you on that, Kellen, because I think that's important. Sometimes people forget gardening. You go outside. If you see grass, that's got to be cut. If you see grass, it's got to be water. There's maintenance with it. Grass ain't cheap. So it's like, it, it's always needs love. So it's, that's why it's a good business. And going into who I am and my background. So I've been an entrepreneur before. Um, I've worked in the corporate route and the startup realm. And the great thing with that is it's taught me so much. And I've had those salary jobs and I've had those jobs where I've been able to build uh, income. But one of the things that I really want to build is more of a freedom for myself. So that's why I'm working on what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm out here in LA. I'm in the Santa Monica area. Uh, so I'm right there by the coast. So I'm not living too bad. Um, so I've, I've made a, a, a good name for myself and a good living for myself. But it's about creating freedom for myself that I think is more important right here. For freedom for my time. So right now, I get to choose my hours when I work, how I work. And I think that is just so invaluable to me. Uh, but the corporate route, I, I will say, I can't knock it. It, it, it pays you well, but uh, it puts you on a different path to freedom, though. No, definitely. I mean, nothing is bad about where you're living except the tax. Uh, Gavin oh. Newsom, do something about that tax. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. You know, parts, a lot of a decent amount of my check, uh, I don't see. <laughs> it disappears before I even gets to my hand. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the only thing. That's why Joe Rogan left, you know. Um the more that you make, the more they take. So that that is a great thing in the resume. But also tell the folks, because folks will say, well, did he just kind of just, you know, one of these guys, he hit big on a, a company. Um, but you have some education behind you. I mean, you you stay in school, whatnot. You know, you got a, a couple of masters and, and even different cert- certifications. So let the people know so they can kind of know how your mind thinks. Yeah. And I think one of the most valuable things we can do as people is educate ourselves, right? Because that's something that can't be taken away from me. I always remember growing up with my mom, you know, they take other things away from you, but they can't take your education and your knowledge, right? So I think for me, it was one of those things that uh, being impactful in our family is you got to go to school. We need you to go to college. And I was like, you know, I'm not sure if I want to do it, but it was one of the best things that I did do and the actions I did take. So I got an undergraduate degree in leadership and communications. After that, I got a master's in communications, and that teaches you a lot about how to uh, resonate with people, how to connect with people. And then uh, years later, uh, I was like, you know, I want to learn more about business. I I know the street side of business because I taught myself as more of a self-taught thing, some classes, but I was like, let me start a business. Let me do my own thing. And then I was like, you know, I want to formalize some of those skills so I understand things a little bit more, understand the numbers more, understand the details more of a business. And that's when I got an MBA as well. Um, so it's one of those things that my educational background took a period of time to come all together. 
but I, I really wanted to educate myself because that's something that can't be taken from me and, and it stays with me. And let's, I mean, so now we've proven that you have the knowledge even through education and some folks will then say, okay, he has the education, he has the business experience as an entrepreneur, but you know, the haters don't stop and we just kill the haters. But when you say the street side, give them the game on the street side, because you are, I mean, you are no, you know, um, softy, you know, the LA streets. And so you can handle yourself in the boardroom or in the streets. If you can kind of give, you know, even that background that really drives you. So people know that it just wasn't a, Hey, here's some, some money to go to school. You really had to get it through those bumps and those bruises. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think one of those things too, is I had to work while I was in college to help pay for things. And I still, uh, you know, it's one of those things I still look at it and I'm like, man, I could have probably had a different experience if I was one of those kids who didn't have to work. Um, it might might have been different, but like I was working and, and while I was working, I was like, you know what? I can make even more money if I also have a business as well. So on top of everything, what I've done is I, when people talk about side hustles, that's been something I've been doing since I was in high school, middle school. So like for me, it's like the kid on the playground is like, hey, what can I do to make some money here? And I think one of the first things that I did and sold was shoes because I, I, had, I had a shoe addiction when I was young. I was like, I got to get me some shoes. Moms didn't understand that allowance did not afford getting a pair of J's. I was like, what? How am I supposed to buy this? I was like, I can get some shoelaces. Uh, so to be able to afford your habit, you have to you have to do things. But one of the things I noticed, and kids today, you're lucky to go get shoe drops. You can have you can hire someone to stand in line. You can do it online. You can go to an app. Back in the day, you had to get in line or you have to find a connect or somebody. So like one of the things I realized is I can get connects who can get me shoes and maybe give me a few pair because they didn't limit as much. You can be, oh, a few people can get them. I take that and I flip it. So one of my first ventures was taking shoes, taking the new releases, get myself a pair. And those that one pair would be paid for by the other pair. And I was like, man, this is good. Because then my mom was like, wait, I don't remember buying you those shoes. I was like, um, yeah, no, 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 it's me. I'm good. So it's just like, that was one of my first forays. And then um, another thing that I did as well, since I think what clothing and fashion is also a passion too, is a backpack line. Um, there is a period of time where I was like, I can't find a backpack that I like. So what I did and what I was talking about earlier is I researched how to make a backpack, went on YouTube, started watching videos. I was like, all right, I tried to put some things together, couldn't sew. So I was like, let me find someone reached out to people, found people in LA in the garment district. They're like, I can hook you up, make you a sample, let's do this. I was able to make a backpack line, sell that backpack line and make some good income off that as well. So it's just one of those things that research, research, research helps you put yourself out there and generate cash pretty quickly. And so what stopped or, or helped you you know, coming up in the Cali streets, um, I think we're about the, around the same age, you know, and the, the Cali streets have a lot of temptation. And so you decided to, you know, sell shoes where others say, well, let me take Nick's and, 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 you know, quarter keys and, and, and flip it. Especially if you had any, like, if you were in the eighties in California where you just saw, you know, things just change, but we thought it was normal. And then the nineties wasn't any better. What, like, how did your mind say, I'm going to do these shoes and not this, because there's a, a, a kid listening right now who's in between. Like, I see my my guy, he he spent 500 and he's flipped it, but you could take that same 500. Shoes sell just like drugs. You know, clothing sells like drugs and jewelry sells. And, and you got creative with the backpacks. So instead of putting, you know, taking the stems and seeds out, you put the backpacks together. Like, how did that come about with so much temptation? You know, I think one of the things that came about is I took a step back and I was like, where I'm at and right now doesn't need to be where I, I'm going to be in a few years or in a few months. So I was like, all right, I got to make a change. I got to look what this looks like. Right. And I was like, when I look, if I go to a store, there's a backpack there. When I go to a store, there's shoes there. When I go to a store, there's a product there. Somebody's going to buy that product. So if I want to be the person that controls that, I got to be the person on the shelf. I got to be the person producing the product. So that's what just a light bulb went off. I was like, if you control the product, there you go. You control things because then people purchase from you versus you being the consumer. So I was like, all right, let's do that. And then when I looked and walked around, I mean, with school kids, with even adults like going places and putting things in their backpack, backpacks are just everywhere. I'm seeing it. People carry something like women carry purses. Some women will carry backpacks, but then a lot of guys with backpacks. I'm like, man, I'm seeing this everywhere. 
you know? So I was like, this is an opportunity here uh, to do something that's a little bit different. And I was like, let's go for it. Let's try it out. And I was like, if I fail, you know what? I learn. I learned. And once I learn, I can do it better the next time. Thank you for that. You know, I know somebody's listening like, why is he stressing this point? But they don't, if you're not in California or a big city like that, you, you sometimes don't understand. You don't have to be in the hood to be tempted. You know, there's plenty of people uh, who are great backgrounds, all colors, and they just go that other way. And here you are creating. And we saw the transformation with, you know, Nipsey, may he rest in peace for, you know, where he was like, I could use that same intelligence, that same drive, that same struggle. And that's something you don't hear every day. So I just want people to like share that with a young person and say, I see you. I see what you're watching. I see what you're listening to. You don't have to go yes. that route. Tell the folks, you know, your other businesses and what type of business are they still going? If not, did you sell them and just the journey with that? Yeah. And, and one of the things that's been interesting, too, with kind of my journey is a lot of times like before. Uh, when I initially got started, I didn't have the full understanding of business, right? I had the understanding of side hustles, make money, generate money, but I didn't really understand the foundation of, that you can turn it into a business, a full-fledged business. So a lot of those early businesses, I just generated cash. It was just more about generating cash, generating money uh, so I can enjoy my lifestyle, I can have a good life. And then I got to a point where I realized you can turn this into actual company. And one of my first businesses that was turned into more of an official company was a software business uh, because I just saw all the technology um, and that we're always on our phones. I was like, okay, there's opportunity here. So I got a, a, a start in the technology industry at a startup. And then after that, I learned and I was like, okay, I think I can create an app or I can outsource someone creating an app. Um, and I was able to work on a social media analytics tool and that tool went well. And it's one of those things that um, it went well, we built it and they were able to exit it. So that was a great thing. And that was a, a good part of my journey too, of being able to build an, an idea from just up here with a business partner and a team to take it to exit. And I think it's one of those things that sometimes we think, Oh, I need to be a coder. I, I don't, I don't know how to code. I started to learn how to code, but I was like, man, these dudes knew what they're doing. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let me, let me find somebody else. And we got a team around us and it really, and it really built off of that. So for that business, I exited. And then some of the other ones, like I said, I just generated cash from them. They were cash-based businesses. It was just more to uh, be able to buy a phone, be able to buy a computer, be able to um, uh, pay, pay a mortgage, pay a rent. Like it, it was cash generating businesses, but my mindset flipped in the past few years where I'm like, you know what? You can build a business to exit it. Because before, younger me and, and family growing up, you, you don't think about those things. You think about cash generation versus, hey, you can build a business that can sustain, a business that can exit. And th that, that's just a, a real good mindset for people to think about is how do you want to build your business to exit or generate cash? What does that look like? And, and, you know, for those who say, well, exit, what do you mean exit? That means he got paid a good amount of money for his company so he can go do something else and take that money, invest. Maybe they kept him on as, you know, a consultant or advisor, but it, you get certain different type of connections. And I, I tell people, you don't have to be special for that to happen. You just have to be able to solve a problem like all the good books, to, you know, say all of the good books solve a problem and somebody, you know, may want to invest and then buy you out and you may not be that passionate. So, you know, that's that's a great thing. You know, every, at one time, all of us thought we were going to have to learn how to code. So when that what part was it? I just got to go down this that you're like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm not going to be sitting in front of this computer doing this all day. Uh, well, you know, I, I tried to give it a good go. Let me tell you, um, I bought one of those thick old books because uh, this is a while back, one of those like coding for dummies. And I was I felt like a dummy because uh, I was opening. And I was like, what is what is this? What are they saying? And then I uh, found like an online program or so. And I was like trying to do it. I got started and I did a little of the front end stuff um, like the HTML, CSS. I started there and then it just got to a certain point where I was like, Man, by the time I learn this, I'm going to be 70, 80. Uh, some kids are already going to lap me. I won't even have an app released by the time I, my idea gets released. 10 apps will be in front of me. So I just, I sat there. It was probably like a good few months where I was just trying to go at it. After work, I was just working, 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 trying to learn how to code. And I was like, getting nowhere. I barely had built 
I built like a, a few, like a, a starting of a website. And I was like, this isn't going to build an app. I'm not going to be able to do this. So I just, I, I said, you know what? You have to throw in a towel sometimes uh, with certain things and your skills. And I just realized I am not, I'm not, a, I'm not a coder. <laughs> it is not me. Well, it's good. And I heard Mark Cuban say this recently on Earn Your Leisure, which, you know, it's a podcast. I, I love what they, they do as well. And he was talking about not um, really knowing everything about AI, but it sounds like it just because he's been well versed. But, you know, you can't do everything uh, and you can't do it well, at least. And if you can, you'll be stressed out. So what life do you really want? Do you want to have, you know, relationships and friendships or do you just want to always be working um, with that, though? Entrepreneurs like ourselves we find things that, you know, when we're having fun, like I know you're a fan of South by Southwest and I went before it was super popular as well. But like what conferences do you go to that you find meaningful that you can, you know, advise people to go to? Yeah, well, I think your, your recommendation of South by is a great one because I definitely think that um, it's, it is now, well, obviously during these times, it's a little bit tougher uh, to attend any sort of conference or festival, but I think for me, like a lot of times for the festivals, I look for the smaller ones. I look for like as small as possible, or like you said, before it got big, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just because I definitely think it's one of those things that I want to be able to meet a few key people along the way. So then that way I can build those relationships. That way I can build on uh, that relationship. So then that way we can help each other. It's mutually beneficial versus sometimes you just network with thousands and thousands of people. And I'm like, who did I even talk to? I'm losing track of who I'm talking to. And I'm trying to think of which festivals that I would say probably the best. Man, you took the words out of my mouth to stop by. I was going to say that's a, that's a good one. Um, there's one that I was going to say that is good that they have in, uh, it's actually in Canada. Uh, I'm blanking on the name right now for that one. But that, that's a, a good one. And I'll think of the name. So if we want to link that in the notes of, of that festival, but there, there's some good ones mm -hmm. out there. Um, mm -hmm. But I think one of the recommendations I have is a lot of the festivals I've attended are mostly technology and entrepreneurship. So sometimes like too, it's like one of those things that like a lot of the things that are in my mind are entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, um, or people trying to build a business. Um, so I, I feel like for me, it's like find your niche, right? My niche is like, I want to build a business. So I have to go where the business people are in technology. So if it's like fashion, uh, I mean, go to a fashion uh, fashion uh, festival so you can meet people there. So for me, it's it's mostly been technology as of lately uh, is where I've been spending time at uh, festivals. And, but technology is so vast. Like I love CES as well. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love CES and, you know, the vaccine is coming around the corner, coming around the mountain when she come. So everybody will, you know, be able to, um, you know, get vaccinated. Uh, my wife has already got her, her first dose oh. and, you know, and she's still here folks. So thank God. <laughs> so, you know, and I know other folks who have gotten it, they're still here. Um, but, you know, CS is great because that's like in America, the king of king of technology, unless you can afford like a Peter Demonis, uh, you know, uh, future is faster than you think festival, which is fifteen thousand dollars a ticket. But even like toy festivals have so much tech in them and everything has yes. tech in them. And um, here in uh, South Florida, the NATPE, if you like movies, you know, there's so much tech. So, I mean, you can pick one, but he's going to think about that. And, you know, I'll go from conferences and festivals to books. What have you read recently that you're like, everybody needs to read this? Um, a good book is called Built to Sell. And I think it's another one that unlocked a lot in me because built to sell is about how do you build your company to sell it, right? How do you build it? So when it's time to uh, give it to somebody else and, and get some, generate some cash for that, that allows you to say, here's how I should structure it. Here's the methods to go about it. Here's the questions they're going to ask. What does that look like? Uh, because sometimes when we're building a business, it might not be the thing you want to do for the next 50 years. It might be something that's like a few years, or you want to just protect yourself so if you did want to leave that business it, it allows you to set it up in a certain manner so you are able to exit it because if you don't set it up the right way and it was interesting reading the book i mean it makes it tough to sell or also too you won't get much from it so built to sell was a, a good one um just to get you in the mindset of how you can build a business if you want to sell it 
Okay. Well, you guys, that's on Amazon. So check that out and, you know, get the game. Try to go through a, a book a week and watch how your life changes, whether it's audio or reading, whatever you have time for. Now, you know, you are still young. We're all still just young. I think we're always going to stay with that. Do you have a book um, plan for, you know, for yourself or any um, anything like that book to movie or say, I don't even want to do a book, Kellen. I just need the movie. Uh, Oh man, you know, uh, I, I, I've, I've started working on a book a little while back and um, it, it's just definitely one of those things that I just add notes to it and kind of build on it. So I said eventually I'll get to it, but you know, uh, my business stuff has gotten, gotten in the way. Um, but I, I, I take a lot of the lessons that I've learned along the way and I put that in there, life lessons and, and just my background and I just throw that in there. So I mean, if I can get around to it, then it'll happen. But, you know, it's definitely one of those things that I, I got to get around to it. And a movie might be easier if someone wants to do it about me. I'm not sure it will be interesting enough, but uh, it's one of those things that that would probably be easier because someone could just talk to me and I could just have someone act as me. Uh, then it's a lot less work than me trying to write a book. Uh, let me tell you, I think the reason it hasn't happened is I'm like, I'm just writing things about where do I go next? You know, um, it's definitely one of those things. But you're so non-LA. How can someone play you? You're in LA. Like, I got to play myself, Steven Spielberg. I got to play myself, Tyler <laughs> Perry. Uh, you know, nobody can play yeah. me. Uh, you want who to play me? Not no one can play me, you know, because um, because everybody in L.A. has some headshots. You know what I mean? And so yeah. even your doctor and dentist. Hey, you know, I'm also an actor on the side. So. <laughs> that, you know, I'll be like, yo, Denzel, JD, yo, let's do this. Yo, man, like, there we go. Just make it easy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Den, Den, Denzel say, hey, son, I'm, I'm, I'm too, you know, I'm too old to play you. I, we got to get, you know, uh, Michael B. Jordan or somebody to, to come in and, 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 and get that role. But that's, no, that's awesome. Now, doing business constantly and, you know, your family, they, they know what you do and maybe they listen, maybe they don't when you try to give them advice. But one thing we know from all entrepreneurs, they get hit up for money from friends and family. How do you deal with saying no or saying yes when people come and ask you, hey, can you just help me out? I got this great idea. And when I blow up, you know, you're going to blow up, Justin. How do you deal with that? Uh, I'll be honest with you. That's, that's a tough one. Um, cause I, I, I say no, but then sometimes I feel that guilt after, but then, I mean, it, it's hard to be able to distribute money to everybody. Right. And, and especially when it's family and it's like, Hey, we can get there or we can go there friends. And they're like, yeah, trust me. It's we're right there. This is going to be the next thing. Um, and I think the younger me would support that a lot more. Um, but then I was like, man, this is, this is an expensive habit. Let me tell you. <laughs> so like, it, it's definitely taken time for me to build up to say, Hey, no, it's just not right for me right now. Um, just because I definitely think that like a lot of times I didn't think about it, it took away from what I'm trying to do. And if I can get on even more, then maybe there's a better point to do that. So I think it, it's taken time, but now I'm a lot better with that. No, or if it's a pressing need and something that really, really is needed, we can look at what it looks like. Uh, in some sort of way, but I've learned the lesson too from my younger self of uh, sometimes when you write that check, uh, you might not get that check back. Um, and, and it's definitely happened <laughs> many a time where that check has not come back. And, and I'm like, you know what? It's, it's, it wasn't a loan. It was a grant, uh, <laughs> you know, because I, I didn't get it back. You, you know, I, I tell people I'm probably the last person you want to owe some money to. This is not the church where we're just giving out money. We try to be Christ-like uh, as much as possible, but I'm coming for my money. But Kellen, that was $5.50 at 93, I know. And there's interest on it. So you really owe me now, you know, um, that, that That's part of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part of the game, it, it's hard, especially, you know, for our friends and family in our community, because people say, well, you're doing well. And, you know, if you were to tell them, well, look, I'll give you the money because I know I'm going to give you the money. Now, I, I don't want you to give it to me. I want to just loan. Well, can you go get like a nonprofit that would give you the money and I'll give them the money so at least I can claim that on my tax? Because I don't think you're going to pay me back. You know, yeah. I, I just don't. And, and that's that's difficult. And then you become all type of, you know, names and behind your back. And, you know, Justin, I used to babysit him when, you know. Cause you know how, how, how it gets. Oh yeah. 
I remember when you went diapers. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's it definitely, you Kellen, you know how it is. It's like, it's tough because then people are just like, well, you didn't give it to me. It's a problem. And then I give it to you and then you don't get it back. It's a problem. So it's like, man, it's how do you win with that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And are you, uh, or tell people your experience with the Clubhouse app. You know, uh, majority of us are on it. If I went to go buy an iPhone once I got an invite months ago, I said, let me go get an iPhone because of who invited me. I said, I can't say no while I'm getting this mentorship. So how has the Clubhouse uh, app impacted your life? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think Clubhouse is a great opportunity uh, that I, it took me a while to get an invite. And then once I did, I was like, all right, I'm in here. Um, but just to listen in on conversations and just really to peep in all the people that you can get access to that you normally wouldn't. And I feel like it's a very educational. There's a lot of conversations where I've gotten in there. I'm like, wow, this is, this is really good. But I think it's just, it's early, right? So it's going to be one of those things of um, like, even myself and yourself, like, can we build a platform on that? Like, uh, what can we uh, go from that? Because I, I feel like it, it feels like a new wave of just listening in, a new wave of hearing conversations. So Clubhouse has been good to just be able to connect with people and then just listen to conversations that I normally wouldn't. And I mean, I think even too, there's one where uh, I think the Lion King did a show on there too. And I, I tried to get into that one and I was like, what? Lion King musical? I was like, what is this? I was like, what? Hold on. I haven't seen that, but let me see this. Let me, you know, and then like, and they like had all of these people on there. And I'm like, it's amazing. This platform that I feel like I thought, I'll be honest, when they first announced Clubhouse, I was like, what is this? Is this even real? I thought it was like a joke and it wasn't real because I didn't get an invite because I thought it was so cool. Um, but I was like, this isn't real. And then my friend's like, no, I got an invite. He's like, can I get one? He's like, I don't have any more. I was like, you didn't tell me? get me in uh so it took me a while to get one but i'm like wow this is this is powerful and and shout out to um the lion king cast the person one the person who invited me in the clubhouse who's also my neighbor uh, and a former guest as well rick party was um a cast member in that and he's one of you know the top uh DJs in the country, you know, over 30 markets took over a lot of Tom Joyner's markets. And he was in that uh, a lot of uh, praise and accolades from that. And he's been doing radio for over 30 years. So that says something. So, you know, Clubhouse, mm -hmm. it's just crazy how we're connected. But have you watched Black Mirror season three, episode one? I have not yet. No. You haven't? I need you to watch that because that's what Clubhouse is to me. We're all about the likes. We're all about the follows, what other people are saying about us. And, you know, I've had people offer me money to get on the app. And I'm like, it's really not that serious. I know my my, my name is Kellen Cash, but it's really not that serious. I can invite you if I have an invite, you know, and now they're giving even more invites. It's like, here, come be part of the party, especially if you can, you know, network, because that's what a lot of us have been missing for about a year. Oh, yeah. And I was going to say, it's crazy because I remember when I was trying to get an invite, um, some people were like, hey, $50, $75, hundred. I was like, what? So and then I like parts of me was tempted because I was like, man, is it this good? I need to get in this. And but like I held myself and I was like, wait, hold on. Let me just give it a second. Let me give it a second. And then I was able to get an invite. But I, at first I was like, man, I got to. What am I going to have to do? And then, and luckily an invite came through, but it, it, it's crazy. Cause yeah, Kellen cash could have been making a lot of cash. Cause people in the early days of this were just, Hey, come on, come on, get, get, get the dollars in the door to get an invite. Yeah. But what's crazy is if you didn't have to pay for it, why would you charge somebody else? You, you know, why be greedy? Because that type of I mean, there's just certain type of people we don't do business with, even yep. people who want our services as consultants. I say now we do business and do life differently. Not to say we have to do it the same. But if you're your character, like I do business with old mobsters when we lived in New England. You know, <laughs> I could do business with you because you if you have some principle and values and some type of loyalty. Yes. But if you're just one of those who it's gimme, 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 you are going to be so broke. I want to run away from you i can't do 100%. it 100 yeah. percent, and it's crazy because like uh i mean everyone who had it was, it was they got it free they didn't have to pay so it just became like a whole market for it which i was like i didn't even think that was possible and it, it's just crazy to think what, what things can happen and where things go yeah, it's going to be great until they get, you know, a billion or whatever, many billion to sell it. And then corporate's going to do what they do and mess it up like they do 
everything in social media because they are still in that box thinking they're cool, but they're not, you know, what community give back are you doing? Are you, or want to do in the future, you know, cause you've had success. You're going to, the best is yet to come for you. You're going to have even more success. So I know, you know, you're doing something or planning to do something. Yeah. So previously what I have been doing um, is volunteering has been a big part of my life and giving back. Um, I used to work at Boys and Girls Club on the council there and help them raise money and, and be able to kind of bring in cash for the club. Uh, I've done volunteering for like a grief support and people who have lost someone in their life and used to volunteer at an organization for that. Um, and in the future, uh, I think the big thing as part of this challenge too is be able to give a platform for people to uh, help their lives improve, help their families' uh, life improve the next generation beyond them. So I think that's why this challenge has been important to me to put out there, because even if I don't do the best job uh, of getting to millions and millions of dollars in one year's time, if I get there and get halfway there and I give a blueprint for someone who maybe does not have much in their life, this is a way for me to give back with that. And then on top of it, as I go through this challenge, one of the things I want to do is coach up people, support people, help them so they can unlock a mindset, you know, because I think like yourself, you've been successful, man. It's one of those things that like hearing your voice and hearing your story, people are like, I want to be like you. So it's, it's really about giving people um, an opportunity to see the other side of what can be um, so they can move out from wherever they are to where they want to go, you know, because I think sometimes we need to see different perspectives and, different things so you can believe bigger um because i think when i was younger i believed big but not big enough i didn't even think how big things can become wow i truly people ask me because i don't know um like when people say okay you've made it or you're successful i don't know like i'm still in the, the the mud like i'm still trying to get it i still have things i when they said you could be whatever you want to be i truly believe them <laughs> in the road that it took to get here to be able to wake up and you know ride my bike and you know see the doves flying and saying man if I was in Texas they would shoot those things you know to be able to just (laughs) to have that to have that you know just that freedom to just even talk with you when I want to talk with you that is what it's about and it took so much but when you're doing you don't know, like oh yeah I'm the man it's after you know when we're old or you know on our way out that's when we'll say okay I lived I lived a cool life you know but take the limits off because God is good and he's bigger than we can imagine so I'm just trying to be like hey if so-and-so said they can do it I can do it too and I don't think anyone's better than me nor do I think I'm better than anybody else I will outwork you I will do my best, even clients. I think for me, that's the thing as a consultant. Do you ever get that where I'm going to outwork this client? I'm going to do so much or give them so much homework, so much task, things they never thought of and have them so busy where they have to keep me on retainer. You know, I can't ever leave. I'm invaluable. Yeah. I mean, 100%, because I do think it's one of those things that, uh, and exactly what you said is the limits, right? Release those limits. Like, you know, our plan for a higher power is bigger than us because our plan is here. Their plan is here, right? And it's like, release those limits, you know? And I think when I work with a client, I'm like, you're thinking so small. Let's have you think big. Put in the work, put in the homework, give them assignments and give them things to push themselves and then see them unlock that potential, unlock that talent. And when I see that, it just gets me excited because I'm like, now they could see that they can do more because they were operating from A to C when they can go for A to Z. You know, it's like they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know this is possible. It's like what's possible is what you think up here. But when you think small, you're going to live small, you know, so um, exactly what you said. Spot on. Well, you guys have gotten the game. I want you to go check out the links in the description box. Sign up. Do not, you know, shy away. Um, you know, you, I know you're going to go to the website before they even go to the website. They're going to say, but, but Justin, how much does it cost? Cause I ain't got no money, even though they just got their stimulus check. <laughs> I ain't got no money, but how, how much is, is, you know, your, not just your platform for the million dollars, but any, you know, um, one-on-one consulting, initial consulting, coaching motivation, just so they can have an idea and won't be scared to click that button. Cause folks are scared sometimes to just click the button and it could be free. And they're like, okay, I could, ah, but is it free, free? Do I got to go through a funnel then, you know, so kind of give them the game on how you work so they won't be scared. 
Yeah. And then for the challenge, it's free, free, you know, it's, it's like no, no fee to get in the club. So it's, it's definitely one of those things where I I'm doing this challenge to really support and help uh, build more entrepreneurship throughout multiple communities. Cause I think sometimes it's, it's centered in a few specific communities. And I want to show that it can be for any platform, no matter where you're at. And then in terms of working with me, it's one of those things that generally I work with um, either companies or entrepreneurs trying to get off the ground. But like with that, it's just usually we figure out where that person's at. Um, but right now, my focus has mostly been this challenge and offering free value so I can give people templates. I can give people a roadmap without them having the worry or stress about, uh, like you're saying, what is it going to cost? You know, because people are looking, is, am I up the funnel going to get charged? Nah, I'm giving this stuff away so people can build it. Because I think if you, if I build this and then people can make a change in their life, then we can come back and say, hey, my business has started, but I need more help. Perfect. Now you're at the right time where I can help you because your business is started. Your business is generating some cash. Then I can help you generate more cash versus, hey, I haven't started and I don't have the money. Well, hey, I got free resources for you so you can start here, build it up. Then we can come back and meet and I can help you once you have that income so we can go some places. Okay. So when people, they sign up, um, can they expect to get some documents and, and fill out some stuff? Because, you know, some folks will also try to take advantage and say, oh, I'm going to get some free services out of Justin real quick and take up all this time and try to call him at 1130 at night and say, hey, why didn't you pick up your phone? <laughs> you know, um, so it, it, what can they expect after they fill that out? Yeah. So the main thing what I'm trying to do is put the templates out there that are like PDFs or documents and things that can be downloaded and used that guide you through different parts of starting your business. So then that way, I'm not getting those late night calls. And then if people do need some additional assistance or something, we can set up a call and go there. But like the main thing I'm trying to do is put it out there. It's it's set up. All you got to do is download. So as long as you have an email, uh, you're good to go. It's literally the email is the the easy subscribe uh, to get to the portal to get content. And what I'm trying to do too is I'm going to drop content uh, once a month that'll be emailed out to everyone on the list. Uh, so for this first month, uh, it's going to be things around idea validation, idea research, and selecting an idea. So then that way it gives a person a month's time to say, hey, what do I do to find an idea? What do I do to validate an idea? How do I talk to customers? So but yeah, all that stuff is going to be free because uh, I'm not trying to get myself on phone calls all day because I got I got this challenge to work on so I can uh, provide more free content uh, for everyone to build their business. Definitely. And, you know, most entrepreneurs, especially now, because Instagram is just just popping and everything is just, you know, right now, flight deals are crazy. Where are your favorite places to travel? Oh, man. Ooh, that's a good one. Um Let's see, if I'd have to rank some of my top places, um, most recent like international trip I took uh, before all this uh, was to Japan. Japan was awesome. Like, it's, a, it's a great place. Uh, I love that you can go around, get food everywhere. I love that. Accessibility to food is key to me. So I just go to a street vendor, boom, grab, grab a snack, go to a place, grab a snack. Japan was great. Um, South Africa was great. Um, just going out there, just get to experience the culture. Talk Sabona. To yeah, there we go, man. <laughs> um, and then I would say, man, the Caribbean is always good. And I think like uh, Virgin Islands, Caymans, you know, just getting down there is it's beautiful. Um, culture, people, uh, just the water, uh, environment, the lifestyle, taking a step back. Uh, you know, because sometimes, in, in, you know, our world would just go, go, go. Uh, it's nice to kind of go to a culture that takes a step back and enjoys the, the light that's right in front of them. And it's more present, so. Uh, I would say uh, Caribbean, Virgin Islands, and Caymans are beautiful too. Okay, I'm I'm gonna accuse you of uh, loving Japan because I think you were taking some crypto and playing, you know, playing some uh, <laughs> some some gaming, and and you know they bet big in Japan with their crypto. It's just crypto to them. You're like, hey, how much money are you putting up, man? I'm a Raider fan. I I, I can't I can't play like that. <laughs> But, but um but you know that but no tell tell me the when you say Africa have my Cameroon jersey on one of the many um pieces um Mr. Africa love uh, my African investments that I have going on my African wife over here you know um what is your experience like when you got to South Africa what was the vibe what was the feeling should others go and are you going to be going back to Africa outside of even South Africa anytime you know 2021 22 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I will. And, and the vibe was good. I mean, cause I mean, it's one of those things that just being able to, I'm always one of those people. I like to sit and talk to people, like uh, whether you work at a restaurant, whether you work at, uh, as a lawyer, whatever profession you have, I'm the person not to sit and talk with people. So just being able to sit down and really have honest conversations with people, history, past, all the things and the other, uh, it was great because people were just uh, very forthcoming with just sharing their experience or family's experiences. So it was nice to be able to connect. Um, so, and one of the things that I wanted to do, uh, which, which a lot of the, the world events have delayed is get back over to Africa and take more of a, a bigger journey, um, and a longer period of time. So that is definitely on the slate. I'm hoping 2022, 2023, but I, I mean, you know, with all this stuff going on, like hopefully soon, I want to get back in a plane. I, I forgot what a plane even looks like at this point. Um, so, but yeah, no, I want to go back because I definitely think that, I see a big opportunity to be able to help entrepreneurs in Africa because there's already a big ecosystem. There's already so much happening there. But to be able to say, hey, let's take some of these American dollars over here and deploy to really help people even more build businesses faster. Because like one of the businesses that um, I think was exciting to see is there's the stripe of Africa that was exited um, and was able to sell. And I think like Africa is going to be the next tech epicenter very quickly here. It's just like, it's waiting to explode. So I want to get in it to be able to help people, support people, um, but be part of that uh, ecosystem as well. So I'm really excited for it. And I, I was I was planning to go over there and get in on the action. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully soon here, uh, I'll be able to get back there. When you went, did you go with friends, a, a group trip? Because a lot of folks say, oh, Kellen, I don't know like how to get over there. And I'm like, man, how did you get here? Like, are you, are you, are you still living on your mama's couch? <laughs> like, so I, I, what made you spark to say, you know what, South Africa, I'm gone? Yeah, well, two things actually that sparked it is I uh, went with the wife. Uh, but then also, too, we went on a honeymoon and I was like, I want to get over there, spend the time there. But not like a traditional honeymoon where people oh, let's do this. I want to get out there. We rented a car, drove around, stopped places, got to see things, talk to people, stop at like local spots, like where some people it's like, oh, get on the tour bus. Here we go. And I was like, no, nah, let me do this, you know. Um, and like, you know, uh, it's like it's amazing when you get yourself in a car or you get yourself out there and you just stop at places, start to talk to people, start to do things. You meet people, you get to see a different perspective versus, hey, let's go to the landmark here. Let's go to the landmark there. It's a very different experience. Um, so for me, that choice of us going there was really about being able to actually connect with people versus a traditional, hey, let's go and let's just sit and lounge. It's like, we're going to lounge a little bit, but I want to get out there uh, and be able to talk to people and, uh, and get the vibe. Um, what part of South Africa were you in? Uh, so I did the garden route. So started in Port Elizabeth and went all the way to Cape Town. So literally stopped all along the way in like probably like six, seven cities, uh, just basically go, going to a city, stop, hang out, get to talk to people and just made it an open route to be able to kind of work the way to Cape Town and end up there. OK, because when you said we got a car, um, one thing I don't do is drive anywhere in Africa. I'm just I, I thought I was good. I thought, oh, man, 16 years old. I'd be in New York City. You know, go I'd go back to Cali, get my clue tapes, go back to Cali. Like, oh, I know how to drive in New York. I don't know how to drive until you can drive in a busy city. And I haven't been to Cape Town. I was in Joburg and Pretoria. And yeah. I now not Kellen in in Cameroon. I'm afraid when we're there. I'm afraid to walk sometimes because the traffic is so fast. Like, no, this is a real story. My, my father-in-law was yeah. my first time. He had to hold my hand <laughs> and I got little kids. <laughs> he had to hold my hand. <laughs> my wife had my daughters, but I was like, Hey, these folks don't look like they're stopping. I'm in the zebra stripe. Uh-uh. So yeah, Kellen has a driver anytime he's overseas, even in the UK trying to drive on that opposite side, I almost wrecked my friend's car. Um, and I'm, thankful she gave me an opportunity but nah Kellen don't drive well I'll give you I'll give you the real talk because we we have this good time here um you know uh, I had a little hiccup uh I might have uh hit a a car or had a little swipe you know it it was a thing you know so it's it's it wasn't all it wasn't all sunshine there definitely the sunshine got smeared on the side of the car um you know so it's definitely a thing and you know uh, I realized when I was walking that the cars had the right of the way um, so it was definitely something that was very different where I was like, oh yeah, let me go. And I was like, oh no, no, the car's a little far back. The car was moving and I was like, he's not slowing down. So I got, I got, had to get a sprint on multiple times. Um, and by the end of it, I learned, uh, the car has the right of the way, uh, not, not the pedestrian, uh, cause it was, it was busy and it was popping, but you know, it, it, it was a good exercise. Cause I mean, 
LA and driving is, is crazy. So it's kind of like, it felt kind of at home uh, of the madness of the driving of stuff and cars going all over. Uh, so I was like, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, it's like the, the nutty, the nutty LA drive. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I can do, I can do America. I, it's just something about, man, I said, they, they don't stop. I said, the, I know the light changed. Uh, okay. We're we going to do what we want to do. And you know, it's, it's, I love being in Africa, but I just, you have to know what kind of Africa and your surroundings that you want to be in and what you need. And I will tell you, um, I have so many interviews with Africans, that some of them we invest in. And I even have a website called mallofafrica.africa because once the domains for .africa opened up, I'm like, um, I'm like, um, not Brian Gumble, um, Weather Channel. You guys know who I'm talking about. I've told you guys plenty of times um, who owns the Weather Channel. Um, I'm like him with domains. I have so many of them. Sometimes I just sit on them. And the .africa ones... GoDaddy told me they had less than 30,000 people who bought .Africa domains. I said, so I'm one of like under 30,000 GoDaddy's like from what we can tell from ICANN and everything. Yeah, but of course you can't buy a .Africa from GoDaddy. So, you know, they're giving me game even though they don't have to. And I said, yeah, I'm going to sell some of these. Like I I have Adidas.Africa. And different domains like that. So when Adidas is ready and, you know, I have Jumia stock. When people told me, don't buy that Jumia stock. And now that Jumia stock is almost at $40 per share when I bought it for maybe three or two or something like that. And so there's so much opportunity. I tell us we have to get on before the Chinese sell it all back to us for triple the price. And we had all the options. There's guys that I know, American guys who can sell African real estate because they're there now and they can sell beachfront land sometimes as low as $15,000 for, you know, plots. So it's like get in while you can because America, Trump, he might be in Africa soon. He's just going to pick one of the countries like, hey, they ain't going to do me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be in, you know, Mar-a-Lago, Africa, chilling, having a good time, and they'll accept them. That's the beautiful thing about Africa; it's accepting, you know. Yes, you yes. know. So whether you're black, colored, as they say in South Africa, or white, Mzungu, whatever, man, it's, it's all good. But Justin, I appreciate you giving us the game. Thank you for sharing it. Links will be in the description box. Do you want to leave us with anything? Yeah, I think, you know, it's one of those things with life and our choices we make. Let's just let's just take that next step, you know, take the first step uh, to get there, because I do think that with starting a business and and growing your net worth and 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 getting yourself out there, it takes the first step. And if you want to start a business, start somewhere, start researching, start looking at an idea. If you if you want to level up in your career, start looking at the people who are making more money than you. What path do they take to get there? So just take the first step because opportunities there, just like you're saying with Africa, opportunities there. Uh, but if you don't take the step or get on the plane, you're not going to get that opportunity. Right. So you just got to do it. So uh, thank you for the time. This has been a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Game over y'all. <laughs>